Thank you for calling the Drayton District Beet Harvest Information Line. If you know your station's number, please enter it now. If not, press 10 Drayton Yard. 11 Welcome to Off the Beaten Path But Not Lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. <laughs> Join us on this RV full-time living journey across the beautiful United States. We're the fellas. Welcome to episode 46. Today we're going to talk about why we're in North Dakota. The Beat Festival. Hardly a festival. We are here because I'm working the sugar beet harvest. Yeah. For some reason, I like to call it a beet festival. I don't know why. She's been calling it that for like the last three months. So Yeah, Demi's like, uh, it's not a festival, honey. It's a harvest. <laughs> it's kind of like a festival. Everybody from all over the country comes here for a month. Yeah, I'm excited. This is something we wanted to try out, and I think it'll be an adventure. Yeah. We see, we've been watching over the last couple falls, like, some of our Instagram friends coming up here and working. and They look like they had so much fun. And they make money. You make yeah. pretty decent money in a short amount of time, so. Yeah, and it sounds fun. I'm a little nervous because Tony's the cook <laughs> and um, the adult in the family. And I am not any of those things. I had to do my first adulting the other day, and at 12.04, Lexi gave me the alarm, and I was, like, sitting there ignoring it, and then I realized, wait, that's for me. Yeah, you have to make lunch. Yeah. (laughs) I think we've said, if you follow our podcast, Lexi is our lunch timer. Yep. It is 12.04, four minutes past lunchtime. (laughs) And she's relentless. Yeah, she doesn't mess up normally. If you haven't yet, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Fayolas. You can find the show notes for this episode at thefayolas.com slash 46. So what is the Sugar Beet Festival? (laughs) (laughs) The Sugar Beet Harvest is uh, something they do once a year. Generally starts, the official season is like October 1st until they can get all the beets out of the ground. So... They ask you to commit for a whole month. The sugar beet harvest is where they harvest most of our sugar, where most of the sugar in our our country comes from. Not sugar cane. It's actually from sugar beets. I actually was surprised by this because when I heard the beet harvest, I looked at the pictures and I was like, what is wrong with those beets? No, not red. Yeah, they're not beets that you're thinking. They're sugar beets. Yeah, they're like big, like, softball or bigger sized um is that where michigan gets their sugar probably from a sugar beet because i remember like going by the sugar factories yeah they have sugar beet harvest there too interesting yep so yeah they take them out of the ground the farmers do harvest them out of the ground and then trucks from the from the field trucks go to a piling site where they make these huge like almost mile long piles of sugar beets with special machines and equipment and, of course, manpower. And at, at that point, um, the sugar or the beet processing facility, which who we're working for is American Crystal Sugar, they take the beets, 
over the next several months, and they process them into sugar. And there's a process at the piling site, right? There has to be um, certain temperatures. Yep. They have to, like, you know, they don't just dump a whole bunch of beets, right? Yep. They're, ha- yep. they're in special piles with tubes in them. Yep. And they what they'll do once they're piled, so they think start of to these freeze piles, them. Yeah, think of these piles as, like, long, long shapes. They're not, like, a round. It's, like, a long <laughs> pile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very long pile. It's The pile is going to end up to be about 30 feet tall. Probably a hundred feet wide, and like I said, almost a mile long. And they have tubes in them. Yep, they go they tube, push The air. tubes get set, and they go underneath, and they push freezing air through them, and they freeze the piles. That way, they can continue to use the sugar beets even after it starts to warm up in the spring. So, what are the temperatures? So, the sugar beets themselves have to be between thirty-two and fifty-five degrees. So hot. Okay, I got a question then. So, if they're freezing them in the piles. Isn't that go below 32? It does, but I don't know. I don't know the (laughs) science behind it, okay? I just know that to pile them, they have to be, the beets themselves have to be between that temperature. Because if they're warmer than that, they'll actually start, they'll cause like what they call hot spots in the pile. And that actually rots like a huge patch of beets. So we will have this podcast here, which we're going to go into a whole bunch of details here. Um, And then we're going to have a podcast at the end as well. So like in November, we'll have another one. And hopefully Tony has the answer to that question. Yeah. The science. (laughs) So how do you sign up? If you're Um, interested in it, what are, what do you, how do you sign up? I found it at theunbeatableexperience.com. And that's unbeatable is U-N-B-E-E-T-A-B-L-E, unbeatableexperience.com. And then they'll send you like an email right away. Yep, and I and um they have a a main contact here in North Dakota in Grand Forks. Her name was Ruth Ann. She was amazing to work with. We had like an hour long phone call, and we went through a lot of the details. And they are blunt with you. Yeah, like right up, up like, front, they're gonna say, you know, like, are you willing to do this? Are you yep. willing to do that? If you're not, we can end this call right now. Yeah, exactly. You're wasting your time. We're wasting ours. So. <laughs> It's a great company so far. I have no yeah. complaints. Um, everything seems really nice and above board and yeah. pretty cool. So I'm really excited. And even before I signed up, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole of, you know, all these people who have done it in the years past. And I don't really think I found a single person that had anything bad to say about working for this company. The work itself, you know, everybody has their own uh, opinion of what the work is, but I don't think it's going to be bad at all. Yeah, and afterwards we'll give you the truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I don't expect to uh, break my back doing this, but we'll see after I after, if I, after I pull my fourteen <laughs> days of twelve hour shifts. <laughs> All right, so let's give some details and facts about this whole thing. Um, there's three main areas for this company. Now, there's multiple companies. I think there may even be multiple companies in this area. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, but there's like one in Michigan. I don't think that's the same one as this. But in this area, there's Grafton, North Dakota, which is where we're at. Yep. Um, and in this area, there's multiple piling sites. Yeah, there, I mean, I think there's about, uh, just a rough guess, 20 piling sites. Just right here in this area, right? Yeah, in this, what they call the, I don't know, Grafton area. Oh, yeah, of Grand they Forks. call it, no, they call it um, Red River, I think. Red River Valley, but yeah. there, there's even more because there's oh, a bunch the whole valley. way okay. further north and way further south. Because there's also Grand Forks, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of that Grand River Valley as well. And then there's the surrounding piling sites, I'm assuming. Yep. There's also Sydney, Montana, yep. which is kind of cool. 
That'd have been a nice one to go to. Yeah, I didn't really. Th- I mean, I didn't really think about it when I was signing up. They have a drop down. It asks you if you have a preference of what region. I just left it like you know, it doesn't matter to me. I think that's an option. Yeah. It doesn't really. <laughs> but I could have probably picked Montana because we were already going to be in Montana. Yeah, it would have made it a little okay. more sense. But it doesn't matter. They do need you to commit through October thirty first. Yep, and right. that be that's because of the weather. Um, if it gets too warm or if it actually gets too cold for an extended period of time, like I said, they can't harvest on either end of that. Yeah. So they need about 10 to 15 working days. Yep. However long that takes, they want you to commit through October. And if it goes past October, they will ask you to stay on. But they don't require you to. You already get your bonuses and all that, right? Yep. yep. Um, but if you if you can stay, I'm sure they would appreciate it if they need you. Um, after October 31st, more than likely you'll probably be done before then. Um, cause they only need the 10 to 15 days. Yep. There's been years. Um, I think in the last several years, uh, at least one year, I know they had the sugar beet harvest completely done in like 11 days. And that was because of the, uh, it was like a perfect weather window. They were able to get all the beets out of the ground and piled and stored and everything. So other other years, they've had snow delays that held them up for a couple weeks. Yep. And nobody was able to do anything. That'd be wild. Yeah. The shifts are 12-hour shifts. So mm-hmm. you work a day shift, which is like 8 to 8, yep. 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Or a night shift, which is 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And what did you get, Tony? I just found out today I got the day shift. Yay! I was a little nervous to get the night shift, even though that's one of the things that they ask you in the interview. It was pretty early on in the interview. They said, what shift do you prefer, day or night? And I said, of course, I you know, I want the day shift. I don't want to be <laughs> – I'm not good at staying up late anymore. Um, <laughs> she said, okay, there's no rhyme or reason to what shift you get, but we ask you, if you get here – and you get night shift, are you still going to work for us? And I said, yeah, of course. But But some people, I'm sure, will flake (laughs) out, you know, and and hit the road. But so that's one. what happens is, let's say you come back the next year, um, he will get night shift. So they'll switch you to the other shifts. You don't get the same shift every time. They alternate every year, day and night. But it's still cool because they offer other things like raises and stuff like that. So when you come back. So when you're actually working – um, the, uh, the harvest starts officially on the first, there is some, um, work that you can do ahead of time. Like so if, if you I, get in early, you can call your person, right? Yeah, Like your foreman. And, uh, I've already gone and I've done a little bit of, um, some practice at one of the piling sites. Um, actually at my orientation, they told me what site I was going to be at. And it was only, I think about 13 or 14 miles away from our campground. Um, but then I got a phone call from a foreman that I'd talked to there and he wanted me at his site, which is only like three miles down the road. So that's even better. So I got yeah. day shift and I'm like walking distance, even though I won't walk. Yeah. They actually ask you not to do that. You receive breaks and lunch and you don't clock out. Right. They pay you for the full 12 hours. They expect you to stay. I think you have to stay on site for the full 12 hours. You can't leave on your break to go yeah, get food or whatever. Yeah, they don't want you driving around. The temperatures during your shift can range, but they like it to be, for the beat, to be between 30 and 55 Yeah, 32 degrees. and 55, yeah. Yeah, so that that means that for the beat to be that cold or, yeah, that cold, it yeah. can get cold for you. So yeah. it's very important to dress correctly yeah. as well. <laughs> 
And, you know, of course they recommend, um, you know, you have like different things to give you layering is very important. And they recommend like thrift store shopping, which um, some of the people we follow did do that. And it looks Mm -hmm. like they got some pretty good warm clothes. Yep. We were actually going to do this and just kind of forgot about it until we were headed this way. But if you're, especially if you're in like a state that changes seasons and it's summer, mm-hmm. go check out the thrift store. See yep. if they have winter stuff that you can grab for it. We yeah, especially ended up, if, they're, if your clothes are going to get all beat up or dirty or whatever, yeah. you know, you don't want to, you don't want your $200 Carhartts set to uh, get trashed. Yeah, and the the people that I know that I follow on Instagram, they actually um have like it's um it's actually chasing the caches um on Instagram. They have like a bin of beat clothes, <laughs> and they just <laughs> got them out like they used them last year, and they just got them out this year and are using them again. We ended up needing to buy some stuff from Amazon, so we will link our stuff in the show notes. Um, and if you're looking for the stuff, use our links; it will help us. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he ended up getting some work boots with some insoles. A jacket, insulated socks. Got some nice wool socks. Can't wait to put those on. I already tried a pair and they're nice because <laughs> it's I, cold here. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a pack of like those hot hands, uh, hand warmers that you can like, mm-hmm. you know, crack or shake, op- shake and the heat up. And you bought some gloves, but they actually gave they did, you gloves. Yeah, they did yeah, supply gloves. Nice. They supplied gloves because this year, I think this is the first year that they're actually requiring gloves at work. Oh, so why? I, I, so I don't know. Maybe because of hand injuries or something, but get get that story. Yeah. I got here. Yeah, <laughs> I bought I'll, a little beanie. Yep. Even though um, you're not supposed to wear. I just found this out at one of the trainings because we are we're required to wear a high uh, a hard hat. You're not. You can't wear anything under it. Why? No, it's just a new rule. Do well, they know you have no hair? <laughs> yeah, they they will provide something if it gets to a certain temperature uh, or windy. They will provide like a, uh, what do they call that? Um, baklava or something like that. You know, it's kind of like a little Hold headscarf kind of thing. You can't wear a beanie? No. Wait, what? No. You got to ask about that. Is that real? Yeah. Did they just mistake? They, you can't wear anything under your hard hat. If you have a hoodie, you can pull your hoodie up over everything. I need to know why. I don't know. Maybe because the hard hat doesn't. Sit, sit properly on your head if you have something on it. But like I said, they do provide <laughs> something. It's very thin, but it is I'm a cold shock. weather thing that you wear. You can wear under it. Luckily, you have a um, hood, I think, on your jacket. Yeah. Yeah, We he got a really nice jacket. We'll link it. I like it a lot. It's a nice yep, one. Yep, and I got some bibs. So I got waterproof jacket and bibs. Yep. Even though I probably won't end up needing them. But I got some, you know, a thermal underlayer, some long johns. And then they issue... And then they issue some stuff. Yeah, they give you a like a high vis safety vest, the hard hat, the gloves, and the, a bunch of safety glasses. They gave me th- actually three pair: a tinted pair, like sunglasses, a yellow pair, and then just clear ones. And then you also get issued a lock. Yep, yep. Once I start work, I'll have a lock, and that's like a part of a safety thing for the machine to lock yep. it out. Because some of the ground crew have to get into the piler. Yeah. And clean it out. And so when they do that, they lock. Everyone has to lock it, right? Yep. yep. Everybody really locks it out. That way, if uh, if there's still a lock on it, they can't turn the power back on. They know somebody's still in there. Or missing. Maybe in the porta potty <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> that, would, uh, 
that's funny. They also said that it's like super dusty on site, so they will provide dust. Like a dust mask. mask yep. Yeah. And well, we we can interested. wear like I. Like a buff. I think we have some gators or buffs. Yeah, I can wear that. We may, but you got really angry and threw all of our COVID masks away. Of, yeah. <laughs> That's what we used for COVID was yeah. get a bunch of gators. And I think I'm I was like, like nope, never wearing that one again. I'm like, we can use it for the Jeep. No, never wearing it again. <laughs> so they have multiple positions that you can get. So when you first sign up, you are what? Um, get the every, job pretty as much a, yeah everybody is hired as a um as a ground person helper a ground helper or sample taker some basic jobs that they do is like directing truck traffic because there's constantly big trucks coming in and out of there dumping the beats and all that stuff another thing that they do is take samples of beats of like random trucks they'll have a tag they'll hand it to you you grab a sample bag, put it over on the thing, and when they're dumping and it's going up the conveyor, you just hit a button, and it'll dump like 10 or 15 pounds of beets into this bag. And then you save that as a sample. So they can they actually take them back to the lab, and they test the sugar content. That's super cool. Yeah. There's some science there. Yep. <laughs> and that's the, the reason they do that is the... Um, can, can our kids go on day on the job? I don't think so. I was asking about a tour of the sugar factory, I and mean, I don't know if I'm going to get one. But Oh, yeah. That would be so cool if you could do that for homeschool kids. Yeah. You got to do some recording. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to document it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the reason they, do, they take samples like that is because the higher the sugar content in the beet, the more that farmer actually gets paid. Oh, yeah. nice. So, That's yep. super cool. They also keep the the area neat. They have to like clean up some of the dirt if it falls out. Yeah, the they truck have like shovels truck, and scrapers and stuff. Because the truck with the beets actually puts the beets in the piler, right, and then yep. gets their own dirt as it shakes it off. Yep. So the okay. the truck full of beets will come, will pull up into a uh, what they call the dump, and they'll offload their beets into this dump. And there's a conveyor belt. That takes it to another conveyor belt that takes it up into like a hopper. That hopper cleans the bulky dirt and stuff off the beets. And then they continue on a really long boom conveyor belt that piles them. So once all that dirt's knocked off, the truck will pull up about 10 or 20 feet under this other conveyor belt. (laughs) You hit a button and it just dumps all their dirt back into their truck. So when the truck pulls in, they get weighed. And when they pulled out, pull out, they get weighed. So they don't actually get paid for their dirt. Oh, I see. So, so the truck gets weighed to see how much they're going to get paid. Yeah. And then when they leave, they get their dirt back, which is subtracted. Exactly. From, oh, look at this operation. A lot of those beats, I, I, I'm assuming, I don't know yet, but I'm assuming that they're super dirty and muddy and, you know, obviously yeah. mud's heavy. Super They're paying cool. for sugar, not mud. This is interesting. Yep. I love, how, love to see how the money happens. Yep. This is cool. And then, it, so you're hired in as that. You do yep. orientation, and then they have, like, an audition where you can apply for other positions. Yep. I will, I will say, like, before uh, the ground crew member, there's typically three to four ground crew members at a piler. So, because there's actually two sides to the piler. There's going to be a truck that, there's two, could be two trucks that pull up about the same time. One can dump, and that crew will do their thing. And then once he's done dumping, the other truck will dump his. They alternate. They don't do it at the same time. 
There's how many pilers at like like your site? My site right now is two pilers. Okay. So. My first site that they assigned to me, there was actually four. It was okay. a bigger site. Probably one I think they said one of the busiest sites in the area. Okay, so there's so each site has like a certain amount of pilers and then each piler has three to four ground crew. Yep. Okay. And then one piler operator? One one or two. I think okay. couples can do it. I mean um, there's two in a in a piler? Yep. Okay. Because there's a multiple controls that you do to operate the piler to, oh, okay. to pile up the beats. Oh, that's fun. So if you're a couple, you can be with yeah. your partner. Yep. Neat. I didn't know they were, like, together. That's fun. Yep. Okay. And then um, there's a skid steer operator, which is actually the position that I applied for or and tried got. out for and got. Because I'm pretty like skilled sure at skid it? steer. Yeah. Like you for sure got it. I mean, I assume so. Yeah, he said he wanted you as it, but does that mean it's, like, official? <laughs> I didn't get any official documentation about it, but <laughs> we won't put this podcast out until we know it's official. <laughs> as far as I know, I'm a skid steer operator at the site. Yes, that would be okay. They also have the foreman too. Yep. There's actually multiple levels. Um, like yeah. The chain multiple. of command, and a lot of these people are, are on site. So, are there like multiple foremen? There's an assistant foreman, a foreman, and then from there it goes up. There's like an I think a agriculturist that's on site oh, okay scale house person but when you're applying for this you're probably not going to get some of those jobs right no. those are probably already sourced out a lot of them also well i think a lot of them come from um re, uh rehires yeah oh oh okay so they don't have to have like a degree to be that person you mean the agriculturist yeah. yes they do oh okay <laughs> but like the scale house person the foreman all those people mm -hmm. they're all return workers also, what about like the people testing in the the testing the sugar? Is well, that a whole different area? The, the those people actually work for American Crystal Sugar. Like got we're it. actually working for Express Employment. Oh, okay, temp agency. It. I'm assuming. Yep. Okay. What is the scale house positions? That's the person who's in the scale house as the truck drives through each way oh, to measure to give information. You know, they'll give them give them a tag or give them the slip when they go and dump, come back, and you know, they give them all the documentation that they need. And what are the truck drivers? Are those paid by the company or are nope. those, those um, are the farmers? Those are independent. And um, I learned the other day that most of them don't have a CDL. But do they come from the farmer or do they come they're from? They're hired by the farmer. Okay, so the the farmer hires them, yep. not American Sugar. Right. Okay. American Crystal Sugar just wants the beets. Okay. But, yeah, a lot of these truck drivers, um, it was part of our safety briefing <laughs> because a lot of them don't have CDLs. They're seasonal truck drivers or whatever because um, there's all types of different trucks that come. They're all dump beds, but some of them are like semis. Some of them are straight trucks, that kind of thing. But because there's a, like an ag, agricultural exemption for the drivers, they don't have to be they don't have to be a commercial truck driver. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So we could come back and I could drive a truck next year if I wanted. Yeah, and you can have your dog. You can take yeah, Freya. Yeah, you can have a dog <laughs> in the cab as long as it's restrained. Yeah. So they require that you have transportation to and from the site. They don't want you um, walking, yep. riding a bike. Yep. Uh, they need you in a vehicle. Yeah. So you can carpool. You can carpool, for sure, yep. as long as you have a vehicle there on site. But you spend your lunches and your breaks and stuff, like, in your car. There is no break room or anything like yep. that. There's no microwave, any of that. There so you is, have to... it, well, a lot of the scale houses um, double as, like, the office 
And uh, so they have a microwave. Some of them do. Oh, because it that's says they, they don't. Well, that's what he said. He that's what they said at one of our little meetings that we had. He said, depending on what site you go to, some of the scale houses are bigger. Some like an office. Some of them are very small. What about the Grafton one? It's pretty big. So do they have a microwave in there? Yeah. Oh, so you might not have to use your stove. And that's where the time cards are. That's where you go before your shift, punch in, get your keys and your lock and all that stuff. But you're also working day shifts, so you probably won't be that hungry. Yeah, that's not going to be that big of a deal. You'll probably be okay. Yep. Okay, cool. Food. Talking about food. (laughs) That's nice. Yep, they, um, in your initial, like, information they give you, they say that, you know, if you're going to come and stay in your RV or whatever... You should have enough food for at least 15 days in case you don't get a day off. Yep. So if you're working straight 12 hours, you're going to have very little time after work or before work, however you work it, um, to actually go shopping and do all that stuff. Yeah. So actually, um, I would say that the people working third shift probably have it a little bit easier because they get out at 8. Yep. And then the store is open and then they can go to the store on their way home. You, on the other hand, are not going to be able to do that. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping you'd be able to another like, reason stop they, at the store and get a few things, and now you're not going to be able to do that. We'll have yeah. to figure it out. Well, another reason they do that is because we're in Grafton. Grafton's like a small town of maybe, I don't know, five or 6,000 people. There's a grocery store. There's laundry. There's all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of these um, sites that, yeah. you're, that you go and stay to. You're 45 minutes to an hour from anything. But you're, how are you going to, like, if you work day shift, you're in from 8 to 8. Yeah. Unless the store is open after 8. I think eight. the, it's a bigger grocery store. I think it's open till like, 9 or 10. Oh, okay, perfect. Good. It doesn't mean I'm going to get out, I'm not punching out at 8. You know, I might be punching out at 8.30. Yeah, clean as long up as you and can get us stuff. milk or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Lexi needs her milk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they say to have enough food for 15 days. And so what we did, uh, we bought... A lot of cereal. Because <laughs> that's what I'm cooking, honey. <laughs> Chef mom in the house. Cheerios, Fruity was, Pebbles. Yeah, it was funny. We were making our grocery list, and Tony like has his pencil ready and his paper, and I'm like, okay, Fruit Loops, Cheerios, Rice Krispies, <laughs> and he's like, looks up at me like glares. Like, no, really. Write all that down, please. <laughs> Quaker instant oatmeal. Yeah, he came home with, like, the smallest box of cereal, too. We're already out of, like, two boxes. <laughs> Which we really weren't supposed to tap into them until I started, but. Well, we had to because you were gone <laughs> two days. Uh, but we we got a bunch of um, things that hopefully I'll be able to cook and figure out. Um, but for you, what did you get for you? I bought a bunch of. Uh, like, like hearty the, soups. Yeah, the chunky soup. Yeah, something that should hold them over a little bit. Some beef jerky. Yep, trail mix. Yeah. Um, sandwich stuff. Yeah. And then the soups, the reason why we got that is we actually have a pro- little propane stove that we got that he can use to, like, warm up his soup if yep. you'd like. Um, now he may not need to I worry could probably just use the microwave at work if, yeah. I, if it even comes down to having soup, you know, if it's that cold. And then we'll have dinner waiting for him when he gets home type yep. of thing. Hopefully. <laughs> we are actually the girls and i are going to do a surviving without dad podcast so you'll hear that like in a couple weeks and then you can let us know uh (laughs) if you think we're surviving (laughs) or you can reach out you make it sound like i'm getting deployed to 
the girls, Ukraine or something. The girls were very concerned. They were like, can we order food? <laughs> <laughs> like Uber Eats? <laughs> it was funny. I was like, do they have Uber Eats? Oh, wait, Lexi or, Lexi or Kylie was like, oh, great. So we're going to have to Uber Eat everything? And like, <laughs> honey, we're in the middle of nowhere. We're not Uber Eating. They might have it here. <laughs> Anything else about food? Um, Drinks. Well, so what I was going to say. I was just going to say this. Tony's not a coffee drinker, which is kind of a bummer because that would be this would be like the perfect place because it's warm. It'll yeah. heat you on the inside. Yeah, take a, take a thermos of coffee to work. Yeah, we can make you some. Do you think you could do tea? Nah, probably not. <laughs> I'll probably be fine with water and whatever, Coke or whatever. I got some Gatorade. I bought a case of Gatorade. But you need Gatorade. something warm, honey. I don't. I don't. I've never used anything warm before, and I've worked in the cold before. Where? In Michigan for 17 years. You've worked in the farm, though? <laughs> It was still cold. I was wet and cold there. Um, when you're planning your food situation for the beet harvest, it can be a little challenging because it's not like your house where you have a you can have a dedicated huge pantry or something. Oh yes. So you're we're being a little limited on space. We couldn't just go out and go crazy and buy all the things. We bought us a lot. I mean, we, we did. had we did stack the stuff up <laughs> like in the back room, but. Um, but yeah, that is true. Like we didn't have a lot of space for extra stuff. Um, the other thing too, is like, if you're working, you know, if you're working the night shift or you're working the day shift or whatever, um, you will need to figure out the types of meals that can keep you full throughout the thing. And it's, especially if you're a couple working it, I would, I would assume that'd be much harder because, you know, you kind of got to make pre-food you gotta make yeah, food that you can like that's what a lot of the people a that while. the a lot of the people that i was saw on youtube when i was doing my beet harvest research um i watched a bunch of couples that did it and they would actually do like a week's worth of meals that Why didn't you freeze do that them for us because i'm not that good i don't know how to do that you could have made us food for a week and just i would open up the freezer and pull out Monday, and then I mean, I can also do that with my credit card. I can go buy you a bunch of Marie calendars and (laughs) pop them in the mic. Chef Michael hook you up. I'm very nervous. But, yeah, that's what they would do. They would make a bunch of different types of meals and freeze them. Yeah. If you're thinking about doing this, definitely YouTube, because our food situation is probably not ideal. Yeah. (laughs) Probably not what you should do. We're probably going to be scrambling a little bit. We're not good preppers yet. No, <laughs> not at all. We need to get some RV prepping yep. skills under our belt. The other cool thing that they offer is a referral. So if you're coming back, which we don't know if we're going to <laughs> yet, mostly because this is, um, what, October, like our whole October and part of September, we kind of had to come here. So we weren't able to plan anything else, which there's like the balloon festival and some other fun things that I want to do. So I don't know for sure if we're going to do this next year, but maybe, I mean, so far we've had such a great experience that it's kind of fun and addicting a little bit. Yeah, It makes sure that I can like survive without you. (laughs) It's like my skill, my, um, what do you, what do you do when you skill certifications or something? Like, you know what I'm talking (laughs) about when you have to be like recertified? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's, I'm being recertified as a parent. But if you're coming back and you refer people, like if some people come, you get a $100 referral bonus, yep. which I think is really cool. The The person that you hire, though, does need to work the whole time or part of the time? I think or? Yeah, I think the new hire has to work like 80 hours okay. for you to get the referral bonus. 
Yep. And they do, so they do $100 per, and then they, I think they have a raffle for all of that. So you end up getting like a ticket or something for each person, and then there's a raffle and you get like first prize winner referrals and so mm. on. I could be making that up, but they send you a bunch of newsletter things when you when you signed up. You got a bunch of newsletters, and inside there, there were like referral bonus newsletters. Yeah. So I don't know who those people are, if they're whatever, but that's what I'm thinking happens. Okay. And then when you first get here, they so they what they told us, and we're going to talk here in a little bit about like the benefits and the pay, uh, which is what everyone wants to hear. And but, where to stay. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but when you first get here, they tell you a date to get here, and you come. And the first thing that is scheduled is your two-hour orientation. Which mine was the day after we were scheduled to arrive. Yeah, and I'm sure most people is yeah. that. But I know they did that throughout that week. There was orientation dates other people were going to. Yeah, so they probably were scheduled to come before that. Um, and then what is the, what, what happened? So it was about a two hour orientation. We went, um, into the town of Drayton, which is right where the, the main f processing facility is. But in the town, there was a, um, community center and, uh, they had all kinds of tables and stuff set up. There was a bunch of people working there and filled out a bunch of paperwork, you know, your tax forms and your, all the information that they need. Um, there was a safety video, like an orientation and safety video. They gave some little spiels about the company and all that stuff. Oh, they give you your safety equipment. Like I got a bag with my hard hat and my vest and gloves and, you and have a glasses. Quiz? Yeah, you had to take a 12-question quiz. I was so nervous for you. <laughs> it, was the, it was a no-brainer. I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, he didn't even prepare for that. <laughs> It, true or false, stick your hand in an uh, operating <laughs> machine. And then so there's a little bit of different stuff going on next. There is a training slash audition segment. Some people get it the same day. Some people get it at a different time. And you'll know that like in your information, they'll make sure you know. Tony's training was like the next day or two days later. It was, um. It was the day after orientation. Okay. Sometimes it's the same day. Like, that was in my email for yeah, that. Yeah, that's why I said. You'll find out, like, it, if you have one. That was day. the plan, but, you know, depending on how many people are there. Well, it technically said if you have a morning one, yeah. there will be a training. And yours was noon, almost noon. It was 11. So maybe yeah. that wasn't you. Thought yeah, true. It. Yeah. So then what happens at training? Uh, we actually walked at the at a piling site. We went down. They showed us the whole area. They showed us all the equipment that they use. You need no experience for this because yep, they'll tell they, you everything you need to know. Yep, everything is on-site training, which it's you know, like I said, it it you all your training happens when just a couple of days. So yeah, um, we got to see they were actually piling some beets for what they call a pre-harvest. That's where they harvest them out of the ground, pile them, and use them right away. So we got to see that operation going. Got to get right up there in the machine, you know, with at the machines to hear them and see how what everybody's jobs, duties were, and how they were doing them. So that was pretty cool. And that's cool for new people, too. Like, if you're thinking about doing this, but you're a little nervous, like, I don't have an experience, you don't need any experience. Yep. You can come in, and you, they'll teach you everything that you need to know. Now, they do not teach you the different... Like skid steer and yeah. piler operator. Those things are, you're just supposed to know. Yeah, so. that, that's like Audition on my part. application... It asked if you had any prior experience to, for any of that stuff. 
and I had some skid steer experience, so I put it on there that I did, and then we talked about it at the training session as well. So then at the training, they did not do the auditions, but I have seen that they will. Sometimes So sometimes they do. they'll do the audition right at the training. In this situation, they didn't. Um, Tony was called like a few days later. It was like a day or two after the training. Yeah. I feel like it's been like a week. We've been What's here. today? Thursday? No, Wednesday. No, it was the day after yeah, my training. We've only been so here I, for a few days, I guess. Yeah, it was it like. feels like forever. Well, m- Sunday was orientation. Monday was yep. training. And then. Tuesday, I did, like, the uh, couple-hour practice audition. Didn't you just do that today? I did that yesterday. Oh, okay. Cool. And then they let you know what shift you are. And that they let you know today. Yeah. What <laughs> You just found out you were day shift today. Yeah, they sent me a text. So they'll tell you if you're night shift or day shift. And that all happens at one of those three meetings. <laughs> the orientation, yep. the training, or the audition. And... To be clear, all three of those things could happen the same day, yep. depending on when your stuff is. And I also think it ha- depends on how many people there they uh, they get into the system on a given day. All right, so let's talk about the good part. What do you get when you do this? So when you hire in as a helper, sampler, ground person, um, or I think a scale house operator, for 2022, the starting pay was $18.25 per hour. Um, they bumped up skid steer and piler operator to 19.25 or maybe it's a little bit more per hour um i didn't i know it was 19 something but i didn't hear the exact amount so how you get paid it's monday through friday um for the first eight hours during the week it's normal pay anything beyond that beyond the eight hours is overtime time and a half so the first eight hours each day each day is regular pay. Yep. And then everything after the first eight hours. Yep. Is time and a half. Yep. So if you work a full day, you'll have four hours of time and a half. Yep. Every and then day. Um, they have your premium pay on the weekends. If you complete your weekly, weekday um, shifts, now you qualify does... for premium pay on the weekends. So this is only if you don't, if you call in, you don't get it. Right. But if it's weather related, you still right. get premium pay. Yeah, which we haven't talked about that yet either. Yeah. If you work whatever they need you to work during the week, you qualify for the premium pay, which on Saturday, the full 12 hours is time and a half. And then on Sunday, the full 12 hours is double time. Yeah, bring in the money. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm excited for that. And then, like I said, like he just said, you do have to work Monday through Thursday so or Friday. So if you call in on <laughs> Friday, yep. you don't get double pay or yeah, time they, and a half. If, yeah. if for some reason you've worked those four 12-hour shifts in a row and you're just beat and you just can't do it and you call in, then you could still work Saturday and Sunday, but just at your normal rate. And then what is really cool, which I think, is that they offer stay pay. So beginning October 1st, if you don't get to work because of weather-related issues or because they can't work, I mean, it could be anything, if they can't have you work, they pay you a minimum of four hours of your normal rate. So if the shutdown happens Monday through Friday, um, for me being the skid steer operator, it would be whatever it is, 19-something per hour for a minimum of four hours for that time that I stay home. And then the Saturday, Sunday, they pay it at the premium Premium. rate. So that's cool. So if they get shut down for rain, 
if there's excessive rain and they can't get the beets out of the field because it's too muddy or snow, hopefully that doesn't happen, <laughs> or ice or whatever. Even frost can affect the harvest. Yeah. So have to pay attention to that. I think that's really neat, though, because let's say you get here on October 1st and then you have two weeks of what you can't Warm work. Warm weather, yeah. You know? If it's 70 degrees for a week straight, you're not going to work. And, by the way, they will tell you if they know, like, four or five days, you know, you're not going to work for four or five days, they'll tell you that right up front. Yep. So there's a number that you call every day to find out if you work. But let's say they will um, have, like, four or five days off. You'll yep. They'll say that, and then we can just plan something for yeah, that four or five days. They'll tell you. I've seen it where they have told the person, expect to come to work on, you know, yeah, Wednesday. Day. And it would be Sunday already. So. And so every day you actually call in on like a one like hotline, yeah, yep. hotline, just like when you're in school. Yeah, I I remember calling that when I was in bed, and I'd be like, please, 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 like your school is in session today, yeah. like, like oh, the only one in the county. I know, <laughs> come on, <laughs> to get off and get ready. So yeah, if they shut down due to any type of weather event or something like that, then um, you stay home. They'll pay you some for some of that time. Um, there are cases where you call in and they will tell you to call back later, you know, yep. if the temperature Same is going to fall. Yeah. So <laughs> call back later, <laughs> see if you can go into work. And then if you stay until the 31st and, or <laughs> until the harvest is over, you get a completion bonus. Yep. And this year, 2022. So let's say normal years, like when we first signed up before I actually did like the, our phone call with Ruth Ann. Um, it was right on the website, new hire would get a 5% completion bonus. And that's 5% of your gross earnings. Um, and then rehires would get a 10% bonus for your gross earnings for that season. Well, this year, because of the high gas, gas prices. prices and inflation and stuff, the company is actually offered a 15% bonus completion bonus for everybody. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. And let's say you stay until the 31st, but they're not done. They will rehire you, right? Yeah, they, they tell you that you are you, know, you can stay for as long as they need you if yeah. you want to. So you could stay. So you can you could stay through the 31st. You'd get all that stay pay. You get your hourly on the days that you work. And then you get your completion bonus because you stayed until the 31st. Yep. And then you would stay and get paid even more. Yeah. And... There's other things, there's other um, pay incentives that might happen throughout the harvest. You know, if they have people that leave early, like if they can't handle it or they, you know, they're just wore out or whatever, if they leave before the harvest is over, they might offer you a pay incentive to stay or to take over that person's job. If it's like a skilled job, like the skid steer or the piler operator. So I've seen that. skip out. Yeah. <laughs> I plan on seeing it through. I mean, yeah, worst I case scenario, it's going to be a thir October 31st. I think 31st, I'm going to suffer but... more than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our kids are going to suffer. I don't know. I haven't worked a 12-hour day in a long time, so yes. we'll see. <laughs> um, but I, I'll tough it out. Uh, it's not a big deal. And they pay direct deposit, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, and I think, you know, I don't remember um, hearing it, but, or maybe I read it somewhere. I think it's a biweekly Yes, pay it cycle. Is. I saw bi that. Okay, yeah. so you yeah, you read the same thing I did. So it's a biweekly pay cycle. Some of the other stuff, like the, I think maybe the bonus and the training pay or orientation pay, comes actually after the harvest, yeah. once they process all that or whatever. 
Plus that I'm sure that all that stuff is dependent on your actual hours, not your like training and all that. Like you're not going to get a completion bonus on your training probably. probably it's not. probably the um the actual working hours. Yep. So therefore they do it after just to keep it clean. Yeah. So they can see the completion. Yep. The other thing that happens is you get free camping. And this is cool. So mm-hmm. we were able to come do this nifty experience (laughs) and they're paying for us um the entire time tony is in harvest so through october 31st and or the harvest is done yeah um after the harvest is done they give you 48 hours to leave yeah um unless you quit then you (laughs) have 24 hours yeah and then you have 24 hours and the campground we're at is really nice yeah county park yeah it's a really nice super nice people area yep Um, the people who work here, the, the county, the parks and rec department, all those people are great. There's a hike, a little like, I don't know, one mile hike or one and a half mile hike right here, which I'm excited to try out. And right now for the next couple of weeks, there's a corn maze that the, the parks are putting on. So which is right outside our window. Yeah. (laughs) They have a huge playground for the kids. There's pavilions. There's all kinds. They have a huge, two huge dog runs. So we took the dogs over there, and they had a blast. We're going to take them back over there again probably tomorrow. So most of the campgrounds are full-service campgrounds. Like but full some, hookups. Yeah, full hookups. Like you have, like, water, um, electricity, and sewer. Um, but some locations, they will provide the water and, like, and Don't, or honey. Honey like, wagon yeah, service. Yeah, the honey yeah. wagon service. So in some cases, they you might not have water or sewer, but they give you that stuff. Yeah, so they provide everything. Yeah, they'll come around and dump for you or provide water. And also, I think those ones that are a little further out, those are a lot, some of those campgrounds are the ones that are further away from town. Um, they also have a propane service that will deliver. Oh, nice. I don't they, think they do that here, which is a bummer because yeah. we did not completely fill. We have a half tank right now to begin the harvest. I actually did read in the stuff that that they do not provide propane at any. Well, event, they don't but... provide it, but there's a propane service that will come around and deliver. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. like maybe they gave you a specific email because I think it said there is no propane available, but I could be wrong. Well, this is just by what people yeah. were telling me at the orientation that if um, you're a propane if, service, this would be well, a smart yeah. thing to do. It was um, <laughs> it was like a group of campers that got together, like five or six different campers. And they had the propane delivered to each yeah. site. That would be smart if you're a propane person. Yeah. To come. So they'll give you a date to come. We mentioned this early. They give you a date to come, and then that's the date they start paying for it. And they say in the email, "Don't please don't come early. We did, though, because <laughs> we're rule breakers. <laughs> well, we called. Yeah, we did call the campground. Yep. And we asked if we could check in early and pay for the nights before. Because what was happening is we were – like just cutting across the states, and we were pretty much going to get here three days early, mm-hmm. um, unless we just stopped at random places. And as you've heard on some of our podcasts, I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I hate putting my computer because I have a big monitor. I hate putting it all away just to get it out or to work on my laptop. Like I rather work on my big computer, and I don't want to have to keep putting it down each day. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'd rather just pay the three nights. Plus, and it go was early. it was under your hard. Hard yeah, it's $30 a night. 30 bucks a night for full hookups, 50 amp, in my a nice is, park, you know. Yeah. My line is 35 so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a really nice campground here. And, um, oh, they did say that if you come early, so let's say you came, like, a couple weeks early and you started doing the pre-pile, mm-hmm. they will reimburse you for that. So if you do start early, 
they'll reimburse you for the amount of you yeah. know coming early. And the reason they it's the reason that we didn't really talk about pre-pile much. The reason they do that is because some of those beets are ready to be harvested right then. If you wait too long, they start rotting in the ground. Yeah. And they go bad. So they don't want to waste any of that stuff. So they get it out right and they plus it costs the factory to start up a tremendous amount of money. So as soon as they start that thing up, they want it to be up and running. So that's why another reason they start harvesting and processing those beets right away. The ones that we're doing is for long-term use. So just like your clothes, <laughs> you also have to take into account that your RV is also going through these weather changes. Um, and in some cases, you may have to have a electric hose. Yeah, heated hose. Yep, or electric heaters. We've had over the years a collection of electric heaters, and we've stored them. I keep we, buying them, and Tony keeps well, putting them in our storage unit. <laughs> it was, it's one of those things like we're not, we don't want to stay somewhere that we have to have an electric heater going yeah. for multiple days or whatever. But it'd be nice if we had them right now. Sure would be. <laughs> so I bought some new ones. I will link them in the show notes. They are amazing. And then also the electric hose. Uh, this is something that we've actually talked about getting just in case anyways so this was not a hard buy for us i mean they are quite expensive um but if you're gonna be in freezing areas which by the way we were we had freezing water in arizona yeah (laughs) yeah cottonwood yeah so it is possible in southern states to get this as well uh it's just it's just something nice to have in there so i'm glad we got that children and pets on our podcast i always like to tell you about children like the policies or like the special hikes or whatever and also dogs because we always run into issues with dogs so I do want to mention them quickly on here they obviously don't provide babysitting or Mm -hmm. anything like that Um, so you do need to figure out um, if you you have to have somebody watch your kids yeah like if you're a single parent and you know bringing your kids here is probably not feasible unless you have something lined up a daycare or something like that because even then it probably wouldn't work because you're shift is 12 hours yeah i mean there could be a situation and i don't know but there could be a situation where some of the beat families (laughs) get together and you know figure it out like i'm staying home with my kids i would not watch your kids because i'm not good with kids i just got them telling you i don't (laughs) don't know how to cook skin and bones and you returned it (laughs) i wouldn't be watching your kids but some of the moms here might be yeah. willing to watch kids. Um, yeah, and that's, but that's you, something you have to plan ahead for maybe sure. Maybe get into like a Beat Harvest Facebook group or something and coordinate yeah. with families. I wonder if they have that. Oh, I'm sure they do. They should figure There's that out. There's a group yeah. for everything. Yeah, but I wonder if they have them. If they do, you should ask and we'll put it in our next post. Yep. Um, and these will be linked together. So Yeah, because that's another thing like with the pets. Yes. They ask that you don't bring your pet to work and leave it in the car for oh it's my gosh, 12 hours. I'm that? sure it's happened. That's probably why it's, why it's in there. That's insane. They are, though. What's really cool is somebody came over and knocked on our door and mentioned um, that they have, like, pet walkers and stuff, yep, which is so, super cool. So, like, the girls, I, they did ask. I don't know. They if were wondering gonna... if our kids would be interested in walking so, a couple dogs in the neighborhood. We have yet to go over and talk to the camp host about it yeah. to see because if they're small dogs, I'd be all for it. The kids can make a couple bucks doing it and have fun with some dogs. Yeah. Um, but if they're bigger dogs, I think we'll, we'll have to pass on it. Because yeah, if they were a little older, I would be okay with it. But yeah, um, Kylie's done really good with the dogs. But yep. but that being said, but so if you have pets, I mean, you're not like totally out. Uh, <laughs> there may be a 
situation where you could get like a pet walker or something yep. like that. If you're a trucker, though, you get to take your dog. Yeah, if you're delivering beats, uh, they can have a dog <laughs> in the cab. Which is, I think you should be able to have a dog in the skidster with you. I, I don't think so. <laughs> you're ready to get rid of the dogs? I don't think that would work very well. <laughs> as long as I can have a little cooler with some snacks and drinks in there. You're good? That'll be good. Oh, one interesting thing that you told me is there is a safety person that comes around and, like, looks in your car. Yep. And if you have beer cans in there. Yeah, they have a very um, very well-enforced alcohol and drug policy. And, yeah, if they catch you with any type of uh, alcohol or drugs on premises, they kick you off. But what's crazy is you can't even have cans. Yeah. Anyways, so don't bring your beer cans. No. And, you know, they just like m- most employers out there, they say that they have the right to, yeah. you know, search your cooler or whatever crazy, you have. That's crazy, though. Yeah. So. can see with the little flashlight looking in your windows. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's a wrap. This is like the first, what is it, pre-Beat Harvest yep. uh, podcast. We will have one in the middle just with us girls, and we can tell you how we're sacrificing. Yeah. Uh, and then one after to let you know. If any of this was a lie. If he lived. If they lived. If we lived, if our kids lived. Um, So, yeah, this is really exciting. I'm excited to do it. I think, like, the girls and I are pretending it's Armageddon and you're out collecting food or something for a few days. (laughs) (laughs) We have to survive without you. I'm out scavenging. (laughs) Everyone listening to this is like, seriously? Like, lady, can't you, like, can't you take care of your kids? No, no, I can't. I'm scared. No, I'm I'm actually excited to do it. I think it'll be a fun experience. And, you know, hopefully at first I was like when I was thinking about or after I'd already committed to it, I was like if we start on the 1st, I hope that we're done in 14 days. Just bada bing and be done with the harvest. But after doing the math and stuff, if you get like a week or or whatever of stay pay and and then do your 14 days yeah, you um, get quite a bit of money. Yeah, you can get your extra money. You can then, you, on top of that, you get your bonus and stuff like that. So, I don't know. So. I know. You were like, let's get done in 14 days, and I'm over here like 31st. Yeah, we're out of yeah, here. Yeah. I'm telling and, my family, we can't come to the Halloween party on Zoom because we're going to be driving out of here that day. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's like, no, I get day shift. This whole time he's been talking like yep. day shift. I'm and you're like, like, don't count on it. Yeah. I willed it. it into existence. Well, don't will in 14 days. That'll be you'll be exhausted. You need some yeah, sleep and time. <laughs> after thinking about it, yeah, 14 12-hour shifts would be hell. Yeah. Especially sure. after not doing it for a few years. So, that's that was one thing. Another thing is I had to make a list of Jeep parts that I wanted. And <laughs> yeah. it came out to work in more than just the 14 days straight. <laughs> yeah. So, I said, "I want to try this. I think it'd be kind of fun." And I'm like I was like, "Nope." Yeah. Not doing but like, it. what if what if all the money you get, you can spend on your Jeep? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> like, I guess, sure. <laughs> so, I'm excited to see what you get with your Jeep money, babe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> all right, well, that's a wrap. We'll see you next week. See ya. If you work whatever they need you to week during the... Or- I saw it on YouTube. It's got to be true. <laughs> I don't think it is. When you okay. listen to this podcast, you're going to check <laughs> we'll it. I'm going to be right. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Stop. <laughs>
sabe. We're gonna be talking about the sugar beet no. festival. <laughs> sugar beet festival. <laughs> you waiting for me to say something? Yeah, that's what that means. What do you want me to say? Okay, do what I have in the notes. <laughs> I just wanted to do that. Okay, you can do it in a minute. <laughs> do it. Say it. What? Why are you messing around with the thing? Hold on. Should I be even going there no, yet? No, you okay. should. <laughs> you got to do all that Slow stuff. Slow down, guy. <laughs> That's in here. Okay. <laughs> You always have cans in your <laughs> <laughs> beer cans and my... <laughs> throw them out the window. <laughs> and that's it. See you later. No, no, <laughs> I skipped down. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs>